Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Out is a remarkable rock band based in Kalamazoo, Michigan, comprised of close friends Chafe Hensley, TJ Larmy, Mark Larmy, and Ike Turner. Out have just released a new record. Here's a bit of a song from it called Wound Up. The new out record is called Swim Buddies. It's out now via Comedy Minus One Records. And the band are playing select shows in America over the next little while. I connected with everyone in out recently for a chat about a, about a band called Minutes, which some of them were in. I asked them what goes on in Kalamazoo. I asked them how they were dealing with our heavy times. We talked about their record Swim Buddies. And we talked about lots and lots of other things, too. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero... The Bookshelf, and Planet Bead Coffee, this is out on the 321st episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vish Khanna.
Hi, Out. How are you? Good. How are, how are you? you? Great. I'm good. Thanks for asking. One of you, I believe it was TJ, asked. I can tell where the manners are in this band. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. I, I am. It was beaten into me. I, I have to be nice. <laughs> oh man. Well, it's nice to have. <laughs> Nice to have you on the show. Uh, I think, first of all, because there's four of you there, we should maybe put a a name to a voice so everyone can figure out who everyone is. So why don't we why don't we start with the uh, the polite one, TJ? TJ, can you uh, identify yourself? Hi, my name is Toby Jean. That's TJ, and I'm the bass player for the band Out. Hi, TJ. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, who's next? I am sitting next to TJ, and this is Mark, and I play drums and. The band out. Hi, Mark. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And and who is Thanks to your? Oh, it's my pleasure. Who's to your right or left? Pick one. You pick the next person there, Mark. Well, Ike Turner is to the left. And you already <laughs> got the right. Side. That's right. <laughs> I'm Ike, and I play guitar and do vocals. I guess. Yeah. Now you say you guess. Are the roles not assigned in this band at this point? You have a record out already. No, there. We're we're well, we got. He just has a microphone off. in front of him, and he just. <laughs> Stay things into it. Yeah. Okay. It's a work in progress. So. Nice. Well, welcome back to the show, Ike. It's been too long. Thanks for being back on. Thank you for having us, Vish. And last but not least. Uh, my name is Chafe Hensley, and I play guitar and sing. Chafe, thank you for being Thanks. on the show. And and I want to say, uh, first off, and this is no offense to the uh, ultra-polite TJ, but uh, the three of you play, the rest of you, besides TJ, play in a band called Minutes, right? Yep. It's yes, we do. Minutes is great. One of my, fa- I love minutes. So I'm, I'm, I've long wanted to have. This is about as close as I'm ever going to get, probably, to having minutes on the show. <laughs> we can text Ryan right it's now. Yeah, let's text Ryan. Response. Yeah. No, I have. No, 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 no. He moved. He moved. He's we're not. He's, he's not horning on this. Sh- yeah. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan's Although been. He wants to. Yeah. Wants Ryan. To. Ryan's been on the show already. So I actually I can just splice that interview together with this one later. If I really want the oh, full yeah. full yeah. minutes experience, but I I just want to say I'm a big charming f- fellow. Yeah, he's a good man. Now, uh, anyway, it's just nice to have you all here. Now, where in the world are you, uh, Ike? Where are you right now? We're in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we're at our uh, at TJ and Mark's house, which is our practice space, and they're also their house. <laughs> and we just practiced, and then um, we're we got ready for this, so. Nice. Now, what uh, TJ? What are you? Are you practicing for anything in particular? Or are you just getting together because to, that's a thing you do? We just like to play our instruments together in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> At least once a week, I do. Yeah. No, you know what I mean. Sometimes you're practicing up for a show or a tour. Were you just getting together yeah. to work on some stuff? Uh, we we have a couple new songs that we've been focusing on. That that's my main. Uh, yeah, that's what I concentrating on all the other songs we've played so much that it's kind of like just happens you don't really think about it too much <laughs> right okay and so the songs that you're referring to are the ones not the new ones the, the the older ones are all on the new album swim buddies is that right chafe or, or, or is there even more stuff that we don't know about uh we have stuff that's in the works right now i think what five new songs that we're working on that are not on uh swim buddies uh we're focusing on those I think uh, the priority of our practices, um, right now at least, you know, the new songs that keep you energized, and uh, I feel like we're moving out of a dark period and then possibly going into an even darker one, um, <laughs> which is exciting. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You'll have to judge it for yourself. But 
Do you do you mean a, a dark period for the band or for America or for the world at large? For the, the humankind, man. <laughs> everything, everyone, everything, every living thing on this planet. Yeah, man. TJ, Chafe, why so serious? It's not that bad. What? <laughs> Where what? are you? Oh, Canada. That's why. Okay, I get it now. No, yeah. things things do seem quite bad. I have to say, I. I don't think things are good. You, you, but you. When you say you're moving out of a period of darkness, do you mean as the band, or do you mean just as a people? We seem to be coming out on the other side of something. Well, I don't know. When you, there's multiple reasons why people start bands, and I think this band was started ultimately to um, kind of stretch out from from minutes a little bit, at least from my perspective. And then with playing with new people, so playing with Toby. That was an entirely new and awesome experience. And um, I don't know. So so the songs, at least from my end, I can't speak for Ike, uh, come from a dark place. It comes from kind of like the morning of minutes. At the same time, what's going on in the world, uh, what's going on in our lives. Our lives are complex, too. Um, there's a whole set of realities that we deal with daily. Um, but anyhow, yeah, so a lot of the songs from, from me come from a... It's like an exorcism of of darkness and grief and um, and a little bit of despair and that kind of thing. So we write music and songs to to curb curb the negative voices and and um, just try to move forward with it. So I kind of feel like this new set of songs we're working on are stepping out of that darkness, but it's kind of like stepping out into an, an entirely new set of. Uh, dark parameters <laughs> i don't know there, there's a little bit more life in, there's a little bit more light in these new batches of songs okay uh, but it's still it's still definitely there's a lot of a lot of songs about grief um uh, uh, just about uh, i'm starting to talk a little too much here were you getting a lot of were you getting stuff? an angry look there is that why you no, said that? no 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 <laughs> no sometimes i don't know you you weren't you could, this is a, a talking podcast if you don't talk sure, i'm in trouble true. you just just talk you don't please that's don't true. feel bad i don't want you to feel bad i won't censor myself anymore, yeah no keep just go ahead me. yeah sorry so you were saying yeah. that you said a few things there and i've obviously i interrupted you but let me uh let me just go back a little bit you say the morning of minutes is minutes done no no it's not done it's 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 ryan moving away uh, it just it disrupted our our unit. We would get get together twice a week, three times a week, sometimes, um, and uh, it that went away. And so you kind of you mourn that that day to day. So that's that's kind of what I'm talking to and referring to minutes. Like it that that thing that works so well um, is gone. It's just not in your everyday. Right. Um, fortunately, we have out fr- from you know having that morning. Um, it was really a great positive light and kept me moving, got me out of it. Um, I think I can say the same for uh, maybe Ike and Mark too, but it's an entirely different experience too. Um, so I kind of like, as much as I want to attach it to minutes, um, it is a different, it's in a different experience. Um, yeah. And I don't want to pry too much. When you, you mentioned grief and you mentioned mourning, uh, was it primarily the demise of your band that you're referring to there? Uh, not a, a number of things. Um, my, you know, my wife, my wife and I, our daughter just moved off to college. Uh, there's that, there's your, <laughs> your life experiences. Um, uh, we've just experienced some, some heavy things and okay. Okay. yeah, you know, to not go into specifics here, I don't think we need to, but, um, uh, just life heaviness. Yeah. 
No, that that that's fair. Now let's talk a little bit then about the movement from uh, minutes to to out, uh, and maybe we should go to to Mark. Mark, can you talk about? Well, uh, let's actually go back further. Sorry, Mark. I, I need to rephrase oh, my no, question. I I was going to frame it in one way, and I went another way. Bear with me here. I'm just feeling feeling this out. No, let's let's actually talk about how minutes came together as briefly as possible. I just want to know how you and Ike and Chafe uh, and Ryan got together because based on what Chafe was saying, that's this was a significant union. I think he was alluding to the fact that uh, there was real chemistry between the four of you. You get together every uh, you know twice a week. That's important. That camaraderie. That you know playing. Can you talk about that? Uh, how that formed? How that came together? Yeah, I th- yeah. If I recall, that was a bit ago. I think it was two thousand eight. Uh, Ryan moved out here from D.C. He had met Chafe through their older bands touring around. I think he was trying to get away from saying yes to everything, trying to save his ears for tinnitus. Um, so he moved out here to go to school with zero plans of playing music. And then Chafe and I had played in a band together, and uh, we had both known Ike from a club I worked at, I think, primarily. I knew him from seeing him at shows and stuff. Um, and then Ryan and I and Chafe and Ike just started messing around because I think Ryan just couldn't not do it. But it was a big, like, no pressure. We're not going to do any, we're not going to play any shows. We're not going to make a name even. We're just no gonna records, no shows, no, none of this. Hang out in the basement. He probably bought a yeah. van within six months. Uh, <laughs> he put out a seven within a year. Uh, toured and put out two records. And through a couple different basements. And that was how that all kind of started, I would say. Well, I, I think all, there's other part of the story, too. I remember um, being at my work, place of work. Uh, years ago, and a coworker said, you, sh- you should meet this guy, Ike Turner. Uh, you guys might have a lot of things in common. And I had heard his name, and I've heard about his band, so I decided to go see one of his shows. And I, I was hooked. I was like, okay, this, this guy, I, what he's doing is totally in my wheelhouse. Um, so I kind of feel part of the story, too. I, I sort of asked you on a date. like, Oh, we like, went out. We went out dinner. for coffee yeah. or something like that. We, we got lunch. It had no, a super lunch. heavy discussion, yeah. Yeah, really heavy discussion. We like to do it dark here. Uh, <laughs> so... And we threw down and then uh, just decided to kind of get together. And I want to say it was us three. So this is Mark and uh, Ike and I. And then we didn't coax Ryan at all. And Ryan, I think, saw what we were doing, um, got excited about it. Because once, I don't know, you've been, you do it so long, it, it, it's, it, it's a life thing. And I guess you I know? may have it's recorded Ike's band. With you. And then this other got, got to know it. you more. I think I've made a new you craft, bro. Two records you recorded for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, so, they blend together. Sorry, Ike, which which bands are, or band are they referring to that you were in? Oh, I, I, so when I moved to Kalamazoo, my wife and I started a band and then went through a bunch of lineup changes after we had kids and stuff. A band called Wishick. And uh, there's no online presence, so you ain't gonna find that. So, good <laughs> I luck. I bet there's some YouTube presence. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the li- Another that, that, unsearchable name. Yeah, that one's got a, that, that was a, uh, that band was coming to an end and then Minutes started in August of 2008. And I'll say this, I think we've both talked about before. When Minutes started, I was at quite literally the lowest point of my actual human life. This and so dark. it went broop up from there. And it was just like, uh, it was, you know, instead of going to AA, I went to Minutes practice. And <laughs> oh, yeah. that really helped a lot. So Again, I don't, I don't want to pry, but there's so, is something wrong with Kalamazoo? I mean, all of you... <laughs> It doesn't sound like any of you are happy, or and there's I, the word dark has been bandied about here. Hey, and whoa, more, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
TJ, what, are like, you, not are, everyone is dark. I thought everyone felt this way. What's going? <laughs> is there? What? It's just, there's just some. It's just like a goth town, Kalamazoo. Like, what is wrong? <laughs> Why? We have, we have some spells. <laughs> yeah, they got Christian you, death blasting downtown. So, <laughs> no, I'm not. TJ, you raise a good point, TJ. I'm not oblivious to what's going on, but it does sound like e- each of your fellow bandmates uh, had to overcome something before they could, uh, you know, find each other to play in minutes, and and now out. This town just collects like the weirdest weirdos, and we all find each other, and we get dark together. And then we ship them off to Portland yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's mass exodus that happens every, what, seven years, I think? Oh, yeah. When yeah. your cells regenerate, people just need to move. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, half of them end up back here. I, I, I'm making fun of uh, Kalamazoo. What is Kalamazoo kind of known for? It's got three colleges here that are probably the cornerstone of part of the economy, and it's most known for back in the day, Checker Cab, and Pfizer, Gibson guitars, and Gibson guitars, guitars. Croco so. as well, and uh, Upjohn. Yeah, they yeah, dumped they a bunch of pharmaceuticals in the river. That, oh. that could be part of it. To do with it. Yeah. Wait, that had something. Fund, man. That had something to do with what? The the pharmaceuticals. That... The darkness of Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been indoctrinated. You've been drugged in some way. So we're like all. It's in our water. We drink it every day. It's yeah. in the water. Whatever. Nothing to see here. We're used to it. <laughs> I moved here in '98 with no plans of staying, so maybe there is some truth to that. Yeah. So you you all you all came to Kalamazoo for for things like school or something? No, I think that uh, well, Mark came for school. I came because my wife moved here. She got into grad school, so I came for school. And Toby and Schaefer from here. I was born here. Oh, okay. You were born there, and you haven't left. That's I actually think that's telling, and in some ways, that's probably good. That you. Well, I tried to leave. I moved to a different place that I hated, and then I came right back. What was the name so, of the place you hated? Are you allowed to say? Portland, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I. What did you hate about Portland, Oregon? It was uh, like most of the people I met were not even from the place, so it was like walking through a catalog or something. Like no one was real. It was just not. I mean, the the landscape was wonderful. I had a great job like taking care of plants and stuff, that was great. But the people that weren't from Oregon, Portland, Oregon specifically, originally were kind of the worst people to deal with. So, okay, I, I want to... I, I I'm, I'm a polite person, so like, <laughs> coming to me, I'm just being honest. You don't have to tell me you're polite, I remember. Listen, Okay. <laughs> I just, I just want to take a second to ask you about the most Portland job I've ever heard of. You had a job taking care of plants, is that what you said? I worked at Dennis's 7Ds. It's like a family-owned garden center owned by seven different brothers, and they had different locations throughout the city, so I just worked with plants and sometimes people. Oh. But the people, yeah. so the plants you related to, the people not so much. Uh, the plants were like my favorite, and the people, mo- like a lot of the people were cool, but the people that weren't cool were like the worst. Okay. And do you have a, a yeah. history with plants per se? I mean, do you have a, I mean, we all have a history of plants going back many centuries, but I mean, <laughs> do you specifically have any background in plants or planting of things? Well, actually. Now that you ask, my great-grandfather from Denmark, lived in Denmark and owned his own greenhouse and was a florist and moved to the United States 
Michigan, Allegan, Michigan, in like 1920, and opened his own greenhouse and flower shop. So like my entire life, that's just been a part of our family. Okay, so you got you got plants in the family. All right, that's interesting. So and are you taking? In my family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. You guys are at a band practice. I thought I'd help you write a new song. That's what I. It's <laughs> part of what I. Hey, you know, do you know Visha? Uh, we are the uh, the bedding plant capital of the world over here. Did you know that? Bed yeah. bedding plant. What does that mean exactly? Um, it's we okay. We have large greenhouse operations all over the city, and they st- start plants in the greenhouses and then we supply the whole country with these starter plants grown in greenhouses. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So there's, there's a lot about Kalamazoo I didn't know. And there's a lot of, uh, like you talked about the Gibson guitar thing and the chemicals yep. in the yep. water and uh, <laughs> a bunch of the there other are, uh, cel- Yeah, We're Celery City. That's our, that's our moniker. What? What does that mean? Celery? I, I can't answer celery that. Celery loves... We had lots of celery place. farms in the past. It's huh. about the, the extent of my, my, my knowledge on that history. I have to say... Abraham Lincoln spoke here once. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Isn't there a, is there a basketball or sports thing going on in Kalamazoo? Our football team for Western did really well once this last season. <laughs> yeah. Think. Told me in my a, face. We're like, what I'm the not hell? A like, like, location okay. we're in right now is on the street and then walks up to go tailgate. So it's awful on football. Yeah, that's how we days. experience sports. We, yeah. we experience the crowds. That's that's how People we watch our games. Drunk going. bros. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're not... Light line bottles in the yard. Derek Jeter's from Kalamazoo, though. That that may help. Okay, there you go. Oh, so yeah, there's something. Famous. One of the famous Elvis sightings was at a Burger King in Kalamazoo. Oh. So, okay. Yeah, Elvis dies in August of 77, and about two weeks later... I know the real story. I don't know if I can say it on the air, but about two weeks later, a hoax was perpetrated that Elvis was spotted at a Burger King in downtown Kalamazoo. And then when the person who called in the hoax found out that it got legs, they just absolutely went ape. <laughs> freaked out. They thought the FBI was coming after him and stuff. So, yes. Wow. You so, ruined it for me. The whole time I thought it was true. You, yeah. thought, you thought Elvis was there, yeah. So none of you... Yeah, dark band. Not, none of you have talked about... Uh, Kalamazoo and animals, which I think is interesting because the the word zoo is right in the name of your city. I don't. I, I already put my kids to bed, but I can still make dad jokes. Listen, you've talked about a lot of things. I just thought there would be at least one animal story. Is there any animal stories about Kalamazoo? There was. There was a a park that still exists that had some Millen tiny park. zoo. Yeah, Millen Park had some weird little zoo with like a sad bear. I think back sad in the 1920s, yeah. maybe. I don't know the exact you know, sad bear it's before my time, times. but uh, right. I think you can still see like a remnants of where the enclosures might have been. Yeah, I find zoos. We actually have deer in the city, which I've seen. Oh, oh yeah, we have deer all over the place. I saw a coyote the other day driving my kid to school, yep. and I saw two turkey vultures Sorry, you eating saw... a dead possum. Did you just say you saw a coyote driving your kid to school? Yeah. <laughs> See, my kid needs to get across the border, so we had to hire a coyote to get her to Canada. Wow. She's going to Pizza Trocadero. So uh, there you go. Is. There's a nice shout-out to one of my sponsors. <laughs> I get a lot of interesting commentary from my friends in America about the fine pizza we have in Guelph, and I, I can never understand. I guess, you know what? Some shows have po- have sponsors. One of my sponsors happens to be a reputable pizza joint. What's the big deal, huh? Why? I can't wait to try it. I'm obsessed with it. We all love pizza. Yes, it's great. Anyone who's tried it from Toronto, from places where there's actually good pizza, they come and they try it, and they're like, 
You were right. It's very good. I'm not some <laughs> corporate shill. I know good pizza when I eat it, and I happen there happens to be a good place in this little tiny Canadian town. So listen, you come up here. I'm going to feed you some pizza, and you tell me if it's not the best pizza you've ever had. Okay, I'm not. I'm, I can't wait. Okay, we get, genuinely we'll, excited. We we'll, bring, we'll swing by and pick up uh, John Solomon from New Jersey to come with us. I think that's, he's a pizza nut too. He's a pizza nut, and uh, he makes fun of me a lot. I think. <laughs> Because of my pizza pizza sponsorship. Look, I get free gourmet pizza whenever I want. That's a pretty good deal for mentioning it a couple times. It's good. Anytime I feed my family. I've done worse for free pizza. Exactly. I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with it. You can make fun of me all all you want, but I don't care. Listen, (laughs) back to you guys. Now, we were talking about uh, Kalamazoo. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask, TJ. Sorry I interrupted you. It's very bad when you interrupt a polite person and i feel badly but listen yeah. you and it's fine you <laughs> are you are you <laughs> you and mark are are married tell me about uh, and now you play in a band together did you meet because of music you and mark i think yeah we did it i wait how long have you lived here i've lived here since 98 so i've been working in bars and restaurants pretty much for the past 20 years and one of those places happened to be a venue and that's where i really got to know mark larmy but everyone like mark larmy is a legend in this town okay <laughs> like sorry i when i first hung out with mark larmy i was like oh my god i'm hanging out with mark larmy right now like i think mark larmy has a crush on me and i think we're gonna hang out and stuff and that happened all because of this place we worked at with music so i guess music was the connector mark larmy sounds like a very charismatic young man oh yeah i'm blushing over here <laughs> no i did sound at the club and the the bar the sound booth is right next to the bar so we could kind of see each other right over this little bar and i always asked toby if somebody had fed the sad bar fish that somebody brought in there and she'd sneak me beers oh this is very sweet there's fish and beer that's a good story yeah, animals. that's an animal <laughs> he, he brought me popsicles to work and earplugs I like, did that too. That's yes. love right there. It's an odd combination. I, I, you don't often I hear. I recorded her, I think. <laughs> it was a really hot, hot I came recording. Oh, it was hot. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, it was miserable. It, yeah. was, it was like the hottest, <laughs> like an oven, man. It Watching was, the faces of people as the door staff closed the windows in an already sweltering building because there were houses across the street. Yeah, right. It was, it was very hot was, and apparently also very loud. Is that what you're saying? So loud, so high. Reasonably loud. I was in charge of the sound. It was reasonable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't sell yourself short there, Mark Army. You know how to do sound. Uh, <laughs> the PA was just okay. I'll say that. So did you two, prior to out, uh, Mark and TJ, did you make music together? No. Oh, we made Love, sweet, music. sweet music. Sweet, sweet music. What? what? I didn't. <laughs> That's not. Well, it's, it's warm here. <laughs> I specifically said, Woo. did you make music together? Music, not. Um, okay. Yeah. We we played a like Guitar Hero together a couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seems like a stretch. That doesn't seem. Oh. Hang on. Does singing little, karaoke uh, count? Yeah, sure. Oh, we did do that. Yeah, we that had was the before. first time I knew that he wa- he liked me. It was because he asked me to sing a karaoke song with him. Which song? And it was The Monkey's Not Your Stepping Stone. What? That's he, not a romantic song. He held my hand, and I was, like, smiling the whole time. 
Try to make your mark in society. There's nothing romantic about it. I would actually think that actually sounds like he's trying to tell you to leave him alone. Really, I like would you think. You had to be there, man. You had to be there. It's, I'm not your stepping stone. No, it was no. Like straight out of a movie, like a dramedy or something. Wow, a dramedy. dramedy? Very specific. It was okay. impulsive. I had my slot. And I yeah, why up. did you pick that song? I never like asked Because you. I knew how to sing it. He knew the words. This, it was in my range. I don't think we should have. I'm just saying, and I'm trying to be gentle and, here. I don't think you should have brought this up. I don't think it's healthy. Hey, you brought it up. Well, I didn't. I just asked a question. Why did you pick Stepping Stone? That's weird. Now it's going to be a thing. I'm sorry. Well, anyway. you don't do karaoke when you're sober. Let's just put it that way. Right, right. And there's also famous... There's you lots of, the best decision. There's famous versions of that song, right? The Monkees, Minor Threat famously did a yeah. version of that. I loved that show oh, when I was a kid. And then, you know, The Minor Threat show? When, yeah, yeah. That was great. <laughs> when Minor Threat all lived in that house that. together. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Who's guilty? Yeah. <laughs> hey, is he a president? <laughs> anyway, we have, I think at least it's fair to say we've digressed a little, but that's fine. I, I'm enjoying this. So, so out, uh, how did, so, I mean, I know the history of, uh, Isaac Chafe and Mark uh, for minutes, but TJ, when did it? Uh, like, I mean, did you have a background in playing bass or any kind of music? I've been playing bass for about twenty years. I started playing cello at the age of nine and played through high school. Wow! And then at sixteen, I started playing bass guitar, and I've been playing twenty years now, so about thirty something years old. Oh, but and, and so you've been in a bunch of bands. I've been in three bands. Okay, this is my third band. Would we know the I'm mostly uh no, you would not know and I will not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I just spent most of my time just playing along to music that I liked alone. Like thinking someday it would happen, like I'm going to get to play in a band someday. And I I played with a couple bands that I didn't really believe in their music necessarily, but I just wanted to play. So I did it and wasn't my favorite experience ever and then I kind of just was like well maybe I'm just gonna like be the person who plays their bass alone all the time (laughs) right and then I was fine with that I was like okay I'm just I'm totally fine with that and then they would practice in the basement like minutes would practice over here sometimes and then shark beach started and I got to know all of the songs like the words i would be upstairs like singing at the top of my lungs while they were downstairs playing and then that didn't like actually come to fulfillment they had a couple shows and then it kind of fizzled out and then we were hanging out playing video games one night and mark had just started playing drums and we were like let's just go jam out in the basement for a little bit and chafe had some songs and Kind of how it started. I okay. Guess. Okay. I mean, actually, like, us three played together for what? It was over a year, I think. Too. Yeah, because Mark really wanted to um, learn learn how to play drums. And he what what's funny though is he already knew how to play, but like he just wanted to convince himself that he's no, he's a great drummer, right? So um, yeah, and I think it was like let's do this band so we can all just kind of get together and play, and you know keep the demons away, and uh, get together a couple times a week and throw down. And then Ike came a year later. I think we got five songs and we did a Cure cover song and brought oh, yeah. uh, 
That was Ryan. Courtesy of Ryan Nelson. I asked him for drum songs for learning drums, and Three Imaginary Boys is one. He's like, you can get this one tonight, even though you can't play drums. And he was right. It was super easy. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah, so we learned that song. Yeah, like basically, yeah, like Ryan's that recommendation. Yeah. And then uh, forced Ike to play it. Well, you know, and, uh, that's interesting. And I will say, Chafe suffered through me sucking pretty bad. It really helped to have somebody to play oh, with whatever. instead of just playing with headphones to learn and drum. I quit my job. I had zero plan. That's I had a true month story. or more, maybe, of nothing to do. So I just started messing with drums as I had some drums. And I knew Ike was kind of missing playing guitar. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of thought, well, if I'm off the bass, maybe Toby could start jamming with us. But Right. In, in minutes. I gave it a while before I could <clears throat> really. I, commit to it but. right in minutes didn't you swap instruments every once in a while yeah yeah we do it, ryan and i would switch off between guitar and drums and then in minutes if you wrote the song between i mean chafe chafe ryan and i wrote you know wrote our songs or whatever but everybody kind of writes them together yeah but if you wrote the song or if you or say if you sang the song then you know you're responsible for that so we would switch off on drums and i don't think we were interested in doing that anymore without and like I, I know they were jamming for a while before I came in. I was playing drums in a bunch of other bands and stuff at that in that intervening time. Yeah, and then came over and I think it was maybe the first time we jammed together or the second time we jammed together, and I'll call it jam and it was jamming. Man. <laughs> I was like uh, super blown away by the songs. Obviously, I knew I knew them, but it was just different playing guitar on them instead of drums, and I just felt like. You know, this is super lofty, but do you remember, you know, like Jimmy Page talks about the first time he played with the guys who became Led Zeppelin? <laughs> or yeah, he's like, yeah. alchemy. And I just knew I, I felt something strange in the room and I just felt really good about it. And then I bought Alistair Crowley's mansion and uh, <laughs> imprisoned a 14-year-old. Oh, my God. It just... Uh... Yeah, no, I felt I felt something heavy in the room and, that, and I immediately was just like, all the chips are in the table for me. So Right. Now, I, I want to... Talk about you. Someone said fending the demons away, and the, we've talked about the darkness. And <coughs> by the way, nothing will fend off the demons like learning a song by the Cure. Uh, <laughs> goth town you live in is so strange to me. But anyway, I actually think when I hear the out record, and when I think back on Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The minutes records or like a song like get off your ass there's like a motivational quality i think to some of these yeah. songs like i actually it's funny that Big you keep call, man. you talk about darkness and whatnot but when i think of songs like cyclist i already mentioned dance like earlier it's almost um 
it's not sloganeering or something, but there's this. I, there's always a phrase that you seem to touch upon that is like the. It's quite inspirational. It's quite quite motivational, and I I appreciate that. Is that part of your demon battle? Is that part of your trying to keep your your heads up in in the face of all the darkness? Yeah, I think that's I think it's pretty spot on. I mean, I actually really I really I mean appreciate it and mm-hmm. take it to heart like what it means to you because the intentionality for at least from the songs that I bring to the table, um, it's very deliberate. I, I mean, I. Uh, obsess over these songs for, for sometimes for years and um it's very intentional uh we all have these things that we work through in our lives and and i think the the, the beauty that music can provide for healing and uh, just for like the everyday meditation you know the oscillation vibration all of that um, adds to healing, you know, and if you pay attention to it and you have intentionality with your songwriting, you can really do a lot of good with it. Um, some people would say spiritually, I don't know what I would say in this sense, but for me, it's good for my peace of mind to, uh, be constantly making music, but also the intention behind it is, is not just filler. So for me, I can't, I mean, I have to like, I'm a little, sometimes I think a little too serious, you know, I could, I could tend to lighten up a little bit. Um, but this is my avenue to, to get this out it's it's to exercise um well i guess we'll call them demons why not you know they are mm-hmm. so um deliberate so, so so you know some of the minute songs that i wrote too which are similar to out um they're very direct so yeah. it's like it's in your face yeah get off your ass yeah you know yeah. <laughs> that song for me is about alcoholism so it's it, that's for me but it means something else to other people but i try to write songs in a sense that it's more universal. The, the lyrics are, can stretch. Like the lyrics can actually embody a couple different meanings. So there's, but there's inten- intentionality and the repetition and the simplicity of it. Well, and and, just, and I will say the phrasing and the the melodies of these songs, and uh, not to overflatter you, Chafe, but I, I do think some of the ones that resonate with me are are, are are perhaps yours. I don't know. There's just something about them that never quite leave me. And I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable, but I. I no, think that's fine. It's a <laughs> please continue to flatter me. I I am fine with that. <laughs> Tell me how great he's I am. He's sitting on the floor. He's already. Yeah. I can live with this. this no, good for my therapy session next week. Man. Well, it it, it <laughs> does. I I think it's a nice because it's easy to get uh, to have that intentionality, but to be an artist and try to express it in a way that might actually resonate with someone or more than one person, uh, that's an art form, and I think. Uh, Again, not to single you out, but I think uh, when I think of your songs, that that definitely comes across the the, the combination of your voice and the way the, the kind of passion there. I just they do really speak to me. That's great. That's really good to hear. And I, I what stokes me out the most too is I don't know if you can remember this feeling. I think you and I are close to the same age. Um, you have younger kids. My kids in college. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what our ages are. Uh, you want to know? I'm 30. Like, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, the mystery will yeah. be sol- resolved right now. <laughs> Excellent. I'm 39. 39. I'm 42. Yeah. So we're, we're very close. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember that feeling in high school. I, I think I actually on this street that we're on right now, I remember hearing um, "In on the Kill Taker" by Fugazi for the first time, and I bought the cassette tape at our local record store. It's called Flipside Records at the time. And that feeling that I got of like connection from those lyrics and that sound, you know, I, I never experienced anything like that before. And what it gave me was motivation. And what it gave me was like, okay, 
stuff's a little messed up in my arena right now and this song is resonating with me completely it's almost like giving me a map of how to navigate yeah like my next kind of month or my next year like i i'm using it because it's resonating with me so much to to move forward positively and so there's records that do that for me and when i'm writing music i write it for i don't write it for myself i write it for us you know what i mean like us in the sense of like connection and that us yeah. can be as small or large as it, as it, as it, as it can be. But, um, you know, when you hear a Jehu song for the first time and, and you're, you're completely mesmerized and energized by it and you kind of can't explain it, but once you start to dull, dive into it, you're realizing their intentionality of it and what they're trying to do and try to make you feel with their, with their patterns and their, percussion and all that kind of stuff like yeah. there's there's so much thought put into it and i think it's really important at the end of the day i love a good dance song and pop song too but when i spend my time writing the music that i want to write it tends to be very serious you know i kind of need to i have to right but like i you know? say i think i can hear the pop sensibility within your stuff and and, and out good. stuff and the minute stuff and uh, by that by that measure, uh, Ike, Mark, TJ, do you want to follow up on anything Chafe said about uh, your own or your own work and your own approach to this to this band? Yeah, I mean the, I actually think where maybe what Chafe was talking about exorcising, you know, demons. Um, I didn't go through that with the round of songs that was on our first album, Swim Buddies. Those were songs that were kind of joyous for me. Um, even they're, they may not sound choice, but they're, you know, two of them are about history. There's these things I'm in, interested in. And then one of them is about a bicycle trip I took. And then... Um, this is, by the way, sorry to interrupt, Ike. This is the bicycle trip you came on the show to talk about where you drove oh, yeah. basically... A, you, oh, yeah. yeah. What did you do? You drove from Michigan to Ohio? No, where'd you go? Tell me. I forgot. I drove to, to my home in North Dakota. I drove my... North Dakota? To, That's my, even further yeah. than what I said. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So you went. Yeah. On, it's, and how long did that take you again? Fifteen days. Fifteen, 15 days. days. And the song. Writing, and yeah. the and the song "Cyclist" is a some kind of reflection of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it. I met a a friend up up uh, north named Kyle who let me stay with him, and uh, he was just the sweetest guy. And he teaches Potawatomi to Potawatomi children, and he gave me this kind of. And he believes in like omens or totems or. I, I don't know how to say it delicately, spiritual things that don't really resonate in with my, my life view. But he said, I'm going to see these eagles on my trip. And he said, it's going to be a good omen and don't point at an eagle if you see an eagle and all these things. And I didn't see one eagle the entire trip. <laughs> I just <laughs> saw turkey buzzards and crows. And, and so it's about that. It's a joyful song, though. But the songs I'm writing that we've got now that I brought in are all not, I mean, they're, yeah, I think they're kind of dark and nasty and they're about you know i mean i can't lie they're about you know personal stuff between within my family but then also you know one of them is about some work i do in kalamazoo with syrian with syrian family that we sponsor or co-sponsor yeah and uh the fucking nightmare that we're living under you know we live under an awful orange nightmare that is just seemingly trying to dismantle anything good about life every single day and i it makes me sick so yeah, I am with you on that, uh, and I want to potentially expand upon that, but I don't want to ignore the uh, legendary Merkel Army uh, <laughs> or his uh, or his bride, TJ. Do you want to speak to anything we've just been discussing in terms of the content of uh, of Out and what you bring to it? 
that's funny. I was kind of a dick about it at first. It's like, you know, I'm not going to help you remember your microphones at shows anymore. I'm playing drums now. I'm learning drums. I'm just carrying all these drums <laughs> and trying to play these drums without messing up. Uh, I'm not going to tell you if you're too loud. I'm just going to sit back here and play drums. And uh, that's been about it. It's, <laughs> it's you know, like I, I want to be... I don't want to suck at anything I'm doing, especially in front of people, you know, so I was really very self-conscious about it. I was confident in my bass playing and, you know, Chafe and I played guitar in a band with Chafe years ago and while they kind of smoked me a little bit there, I was still confident with it and drums I was not. So it was, you know, they were all very gracious. Like I said, Chafe was just like willing to come over and suffer through it. So, and now that I'm getting some kind of hang of it, I'm keeping it simple with no rack tom too, by the way. Um, yeah, wait a minute. Just to clarify this, uh, uh, Mark, are you drumming on Swim Buddies, the album? Yes. Yeah, they sound... And I've been... There's cool parts there. I've been playing there. for almost a year to the day, I think, when we recorded it. Yeah. When we recorded that. it, yeah. And I think every drummer would probably say, oh, if we would have just recorded three months later, I would have been better. You know, there's there's not too much to buzz me about. There's a couple little little things, but that's just me being super picky. No, there's uh, and, some... some. I, if you don't mind me saying, as a drummer myself, I think there's some really good parts on there. Like, interesting... Well, thank you. I've had a lot of people say... Good people say nice things, especially talented people, drummers and stuff, so I'm not... I'm not so worried about it. But um, the, my focus now is now that I kind of got the hang of drumming itself, you know, like hitting stuff in time and yeah. where my stuff is without looking at it. Now I'm trying to focus more on like, okay, not being repetitive. Like, does this sound like that last thing I just did? Like, I only have so many tools in my tool belt. I don't want to overuse this. I don't want to overuse that. So that's been my focus. Just with these couple of newer songs, you know, it's tempting to kind of fall into the, I know I can do this kind of beat, so I'm going to do it. But it sounds a lot like that other song. So maybe I should do something different. But am I doing it just for a different sake? Or does it serve the song? So, I mean, even just tonight, the last time we played one of our newest tunes, I played it totally differently. And I was like, no, I'm much happier with this. And before, I was just trying to do something different. I think I was like hitting the side of the drum or something. Because I do right. have three drums and three cymbals. But, uh, so, and the challenge has been fun, too. Like, uh, the expense is not. Drum stuff is stupid expensive. I bought right, a pair right. of hi hats after I quit my job with no real savings. I was like, well, I gotta have some hi hats. Chafe actually had bought a drum set for his jam space at his new house, and it came with the. No one's really cursed yet, and we are we're all cursors. It came with the shittiest symbols possible. Ike was kind of jamming with it. I think it was still a shark beachy kind of thing where it was just the three of us without Ryan playing some tunes. Right. And he brought over the hi hats because I had the kid at my house with no hats. And Ike turned them all into a wavy plates within 20 minutes. Just <laughs> right to they were recognizable. And then he inverted them within 25 minutes. Right. Just flipped them around. So even though yeah. I only had about $600 and no plan and quitting my job of nine years, I bought some used hi-hats at Guitar Center. Right. Okay. So that was my dedication to drums, I guess, at that point. And I have to thank Chris Moore, who is in a great band called The Chansey Man. He moved up to Marquette, but he's from Kalamazoo. He was also in a legendary Kalamazoo band called Brewer. Uh, he had given a pair, a drum set to a friend of his that did not want any drums, but gave him to her anyway when he moved, and I ended up with them because she didn't want them. And now he misses them, and he's not getting them back. Okay, <laughs> I do. I do want to take a moment to point out that the the question was about lyrical content, and uh, <laughs> thus far, you have answered in much the same way a caveman might, just about drums, hitting things. Uh, I don't mean to insult you, 
but I'm going to move on. I do on. say smashy, smashy. Okay. I don't write none of the words if that's what you're asking about. <laughs> no. <that's>, <laughs> I'll <laughs> let just, you try to make me sing them, and I'm not going to do it. Just oh. making uh, jokes, but I am going to move on to TJ. Uh, TJ, can you talk yeah. about your impression of what maybe some of the songs are in Out seem to be about? Well, they become relevant for different reasons every month, every week. There's something about Summer Tribute that really got to me back the first summer we were together. It was Sandra Bland and Black Lives Matter and people being killed by police. And it was like, don't give up. Like, it was just this, that's what I attached that to. I don't know what Chafe meant by that. But for me, like, I attached it to that and it, it, like made me cry sometimes mm. when I would mm. like sing the song, and then over the the months it became applicable to like any number of like horrible things going on in the world, and it's just a constant reminder to keep going. Just you have to keep going even though everything is trying to keep you down, and then Left for Dead like that has had many different meanings over the months and year uh just just lives being lost for no good reason yeah we played left for dead once um at a show right after our awful bicycling tragedy that happened in kalamazoo where uh, a person who was out of his mind mowed down a bunch of cyclists and yeah i remember this it? i remember this yeah, yeah. it yeah. was truly truly awful and we played that song "Left for Dead" at that show, and I just remember feeling as if we were tr- we were attempting to help the people in that room. I don't know, whatever sixty, seventy people who were in that room. Yeah, just attempting to help them uh, grieve with us. Yeah, I think it was like a day or two after. Or it was very quickly yeah. thereafter. Yeah, but there's always something where these songs mean something because it's constantly, we're constantly put up against injustice and painful experiences that they just apply to so so many different circumstances yeah my sense of of the band and 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 maybe i hope people who are listening their sense of the band at this point is that you seem engaged with the world around you uh as a band as as people writing songs and trying to express yourselves i guess part of why i asked this this sort of last round of questions and asked you each individually to to discuss it is because i wonder if you have conversations about these things together as friends, as people who work together, and then whether or not the songs then become a reflection of those conversations and, and those discussions. Can anyone speak to that? We talk all the time. We're these are my three best buds. Yeah, in have town. practice, have talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we constantly talk. The the there's no way I don't. I swear to God, there's no way I could have made it after. November occurred and without these guys like they would have I was just in such a dark space it hurt just so confused as so many people were and the they these three yeah they pulled without without me telling them oh hey I need you to pull me out of this just listening to the crazy shit that happens throughout the day yeah and reflecting back and they're just I don't they're just more friends they're I'll speak only personally here they're my best friends and I love them and uh-huh. that's that's well, that's true, you here. know. So that's very, very helpful. So, well, so, so you talk about the confusion after the election. 
uh, and how your community and, and this particular social configuration helped you, Ike. Uh, for the rest of you, I don't know if you shared. I, I gather you shared in that confusion and that horror and that despair. Where are you at now? You say you're moving on to the next batch of songs. And I'm kind of like, Ike, I feel like you said the next your contributions are going to be even darker. Chafe, yeah. I can't remember. Chafe, did you say yours might not be as dark? Well, I was, I was sort of playing around a little bit there. But, like, okay. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Well, it's because I can't I can't put a finger on it. I can't tell if they're like one of the most recent songs I wrote was called MRI. And I was I've, I was in an MRI uh, last year and to get through it that that, you know, if you're a little bit claustrophobic, it's a horrible experience. And um, to get through it, I wrote a song to get through it. <laughs> and so I remembered it. Uh, work through it and the MRI was, you know, associated with, uh, some medical problems or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so there's, and, but with most of the songs I, I, I write, I try to attach multiple meanings to, to things. And, uh, so I kind of really worked on this or I kind of worked with the word submission and I felt like this is something that we're in right now. We're in this submission hold. We're in this, um, conservative, uh, got off of violent and bullying submission hold, yeah. you know? And yeah. so the MRI experience felt like that. It's like, I'm at the mercy of healthcare. Fortunately, I have a job that has good health insurance, but my, some of my friends don't. Some of my people in my neighborhood don't. Um, so there's conflict there. There's conflict with, you know, trying to do the best thing you can do every day amidst uh, this post-election period too, where everybody's ramped up. Um, it's brought up a lot of trauma. Um, I can experience my own, my own trauma that's, that's happened due to this election. Um, you know, when it comes to just abuse and misogyny and violence. And so, so the songs are reflections of, of what we're going through. And we do, we talk about stuff all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ike said too, I mean, we hang out together, our kids hang out together. We have Thanksgiving together. We, you know, we go to the beach together. Uh, we, we play virtual reality video games together, you know, like, (laughs) We, we, we break bread. Uh, yeah. We ride bikes. We throw Frisbees. I, I mean, it's a family. It's, it's, it's friends, family. It's your community, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you we're always together talking. We're always together um, processing shit and spitballing and too. So, so the songs come out of that. And, but I think we have individual drivers of the song. So I think with this band, Ike and I are driving the songwriting, but really they don't, they don't solidify until Toby and Mark are in the mix. And uh, but we we kind of each person that brings a song in kind of controls the theme, and then you know however much we decide to disclose about what the song is sort of meant to be about, um, we just kind of let it sort of organically evolve from the basic structure. Right. Um, it's I don't know, but yeah, the, the the ideas and thoughts are all our conversations coming together and surfacing. Well, that's lovely. Actually, I have to say it's nice that you yeah, invoke this familial aspect to. Band because I think it comes across. I mean, what little I, I don't know uh, you all personally, but from what I I guess I know Ike a little bit, but I don't know you really. And, and from what I pick up on it, that connection really comes across, if you will. Well, that oh, means we're friends. Yeah. 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 Buddies is in the <laughs> title too. for a reason. <laughs> swim buddies, you know. Mark and Toby got married on the beach, and we swim together, and uh, we're buddies. Yeah. Um, There's also a potential name of the band for a hot yeah, second. Yeah, we call ourselves the buddies. So. And one of our friends was really pushing for it. Yeah. So we hey, I don't, know, I don't know if this was just a, an internet meme 
or a joke, but was uh, was no no hear me out here. I was on the, <laughs> I was on Facebook and I thought I saw Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, wearing a shirt by Out like an Out shirt. Is oh, that- oh no, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that was a joke. That was Mr. King, our friend Mr. King from Chicago. Okay, that's just a joke. If you look up if you look up swearing robot yes on YouTube, you'll see the funniest thing in the world. But Mr. King. Who's our 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 dear friend? But he also uh, directed our video right. that we we made last year, or he made for us. Really, we really didn't do much. And he <laughs> was uh, also the impetus to record. Really, he was. So yeah, kind of thank him for that album. Yeah, way. basically, we recorded all the basic tracks of that record that day. In fact, some songs were not touched at all. Right, we recorded those songs that day. Is yeah, this the we, same yeah. Mr. King who might have recorded a, a minutes concert? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Filmed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. He and, filmed. Yeah, he seems he's like so sweet. He seems like a nice man. Yeah, he's just wonderful. He is actually, I mean, we're blessed to know so many really funny people. I think he is actually the funniest person I know. Like the most absurd, probably some really, really, really deep dark shit going on in his brain. <laughs> like we can't really. say dark anymore. Oh, we can't say dark. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, yeah, we gotta watch out. It's true. We passed but, the quota a little while ago. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a ca- yeah, so it's a Canadian show. We try to keep things light, actually. Uh, yeah, man. Right. I'm super Sunshine happy. I don't know all these people are talking. That's right. <laughs> the the one shirt, the, the out shirt that was real was Josh from Rutabaga in their video, which was also directed by Mr. King. He was wearing an out shirt. So okay. that one is real. The Anthony Kiedis one, although he has West Michigan ties, his dad is from the area. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he grew up in Grand Rapids area, or part of there. Like, looks a lot like him, apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh. um, no, no, no key disconnection. Okay. Well, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Thanks for clarifying this. That's the end of this hearing, and uh, I think we can all move on. Uh, no, Party uh, on your poutine, yeah. right? That's the Canadian version. <laughs> you of know, it. if he wants a shirt, he can't even have one. That's right. Yeah, he's not allowed. Okay. That's right. So you're working towards you're working towards the new record. That's the the news. Is that is that what I? I mean, this is yeah. a a job. This is a band you do outside of day jobs, right? Oh, we're not yes. trying to make oh, yeah. it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah we all have jobs. Yeah. Okay. Well, would you could you come to Canada? Could you do some touring across America? What's going on? Yeah, we were talking with our friend Jeremy from this uh, really wonderful band in Toronto called Leonids, and then another friend Robert from the Red Arms, another wonderful band from from uh, London, Ontario, and we hope. Oh, and then our friend James from Practice Wives. We were hoping to get a, like a show trade where we could play somewhere in the greater Toronto area. Right. And then they would come here and play in Kalamazoo. The logistics are nuts, but we hope either by the end of this year or early next year we can do that because we love those guys a lot. And, um, yeah, really, really enjoy their company quite a bit. Yeah, well, that would be great. I'd, I'd like to see uh, the band uh, live myself, so I hope uh, our paths will cross we'll soon. We'll see. We have to do a lot of packing and stuff like that, too, because it's we obviously be doing a one-way trip yeah so, well you know we gotta we have a lot of a lot of stuff to take care of have How's you your guest house doing dog do, do, <laughs> you're welcome us. you're welcome to stay in our shed sure why not i want some of that pizza i want some of that pizza you yeah, like s- greg ginn and uh, henry rollins man we gotta <laughs> check up in your shed <laughs> are you did you think about moving to canada after uh, november uh, I Absolutely. think about it all the time. Before and so uh, before, close. like you know, ten years ago, we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Ireland or Canada? Canada. Okay, well, so Except maybe coming back across the border. No, that gotta, was the U.S. side's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fight it out. Okay, well, just yeah, you got to. I think we, it's we got good. A lot of friends here. I think the good people should stay and fight because Absolutely. if you all, Absolutely. if there's an exodus from the good people, then you're really in trouble. The whole world will be in trouble. So, 
Uh, I presume that for more information about Out, people should go to the comedy-one.com yep. website? Absolutely. That's the easiest way. And we have easiest a Bandcamp thing, too. Yeah, and yeah, you can get to, to Bandcamp from there, and then uh, there's a Facebook page. It's Zoo is the easiest, because it's not an easy name to search. Yeah. Yeah, don't but I know it? Comedy-one is great. So. <laughs> out uh, KZU, K-Z-O-O? Is that right? K-Z-O-O, yes. K-Z-O, okay. Oh, you say Z. So I that's say, the, definitely. You say Z, I say Z. If you come I to love Ke- it. That's another reason I want to go to Canada. <laughs> you got to come up here so you can say Z. Yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, well. I might be an illegal alien in Canada, <laughs> so I, I, I have an in. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm, I, that, you should come up here. It'd be great. Uh, is there, Is there a song from Swim Buddies that we can go out on? Is there something you can collectively uh, choose for us? I think you should play Summer Tribute. I mean, that... Uh, means a lot to Toby, means a lot to Chafe and Mark and myself. We we love that song. And if you're okay playing that, that's a that's a great representation, I think, of our Sorry, of, it's kinda sad. Trip. Yeah, well so has this interview been. So I think uh <laughs> no, I, We've done our job. I, I'm kidding. No, this was uh one more reason to move to Canada. This was uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. This was very lovely and I, I'm glad uh, we had this time. This is summer tribute by Out. Uh uh everyone in Out, Ike Chafe, Mark, TJ, thank you so much for being on my show and, and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you.
Summer Tribute by Out from their new album Swim Buddies, which is available now, courtesy of Comedy Minus One Records. Go to Comedy Minus One.com. More information about that album and that band and lots of other great records, too. Thanks to Out for being on this program. That meant a lot. And I love that band. And I love Minutes, too. I think I talked about that a little bit already. But I, I love them. I hope you enjoyed what you heard there. And we'll check out their music and go see Out the moment you can. The moment. In the exact moment you can do it, I hope you go do that. That would be great. This is the 321st episode of the Creative Control Podcast, which is available on all your favorite podcast platforms, uh, all of them, iTunes, Audioboom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, lots of them. For complete information in every episode of this show, go to vishkana.com. That's my website. That's my name.com. Also go to patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to the podcast. Also, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative. I'm at Vish Kana. And if you want, you can listen to a version of this show, which is sometimes episodes of the show, and then sometimes I just play some music, depending on how much time I have. Every Wednesday from noon to 2 Eastern Standard Time, around the world, at CFRU.ca, or if you're in the Guelph area, CFRU 93.3 FM. This episode would not be possible without my sponsors. The finest pizzeria in Guelph. Perhaps you heard about it earlier in this episode. Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444. Or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. Also, The Bookshelf, which is an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, movie theater. They do it all, really. They're located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca and... For the finest coffee anywhere, Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. They have cafes in Guelph and they distribute their beans throughout Ontario. For more information, visit planetbeancoffee.com. That's the end of this episode. There are more episodes coming. Thank you for supporting this show by listening to it and downloading episodes and subscribing to the podcast on all these platforms all of that helps and rate the show review the show tell your friends about the show apparently this is all good for me and the show and for us for listening to the show thank you i will talk to you very soon goodbye for now Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 